This show is brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain name includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the World of Warcast podcast, enter code WARCAST, that's W-A-R-C-A-S-T, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Hello, this is Starman, and before this episode starts, I just want to mention that our guest's audio was botched by Audacity, which he was using. It was cutting out little frames of audio, which is why you're going to hear a stutter. It is not your equipment. But I just want to apologize, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure this does not happen again. Enjoy. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. I am Renata. And I am Starman. And I'd like to welcome our guest this week. He is Thakaron, who is a Tauren shaman from my guild. And uh, welcome, Thak. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Did you say your guild? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not my guild. It, not it's anymore. My guild in that I not, belong to it. Yes, but, you do. But not just oh. you belong to it anymore. Well, I'm... What are you saying? Is what am I our saying? Guild now? Maybe. <laughs> Someone's joined the dark side. Yeah, somebody didn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> you had a choice. Uh, well, I kind of just did. didn't have any better choices. <laughs> well, so let me tell me this this funny story, real fast. My guild, my raiding guild fell apart, as I had mentioned a couple shows back. So I was sort of sitting around wondering what to do because I've got these alliance tunes and I kind of got used to not raiding and liking it. (laughs) 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 And what I mean by that is um, rock band and, you know, guitar hero and finishing up some, you know, things and just, uh, just having some personal time, which has been necessary and I made the decision. Seeing your wife and children. <laughs> well, I see them, but yeah, I see them a little more often now. And I just really didn't want to raid anymore, even though I have these two amazing tunes. I just didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I had a, a choice, and um, one of the choices I decided to stick with was to join the dark side. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I did. There, there are some very smart people on our boards who saw that I mentioned I was in Ghostlands after the 2.3 patch, but they didn't know why. And now you know why. Well, I think that they figured that perhaps you were playing around with a with a, a Blood Elf character, but I don't think that they quite realized that you were actually thinking about switching. Uh, I, yeah, so I did. I had been I had been encouraging uh Starman to think about it about joining the the horde and joining our server for all, for a while but I mean there was a there was a long time where I, I really wasn't pushing it just because you know you were so much into the hardcore rating I just didn't think that you would be happy in a more casual guild but you know when you got to be to the point where you weren't really into that anymore. I think you said something to the effect of somehow six days, six nights of raiding a week just doesn't appeal to me anymore. No, um, not that, really. You know, I, was, I was trying to offer this as an option without seeming pushy. Yeah, well, and, and, I, and I knew that you were. And I wanted to be casual. See, the problem with the game is that once you reach a plateau, you have two choices. You either stop or you raid. And if you stop, then you have to decide what you have to do. And that's the problem with the game is that there's really not a lot to do if you decide not to raid. You can start another character. You can help other people in your guild. But and how many times can you run Karazhan until your eyes bleed? <laughs> I think that we've sort of ended up... Uh, Thak is in the same Kara team as I am. And I, I think we've sort of yeah, ended I, up at the eye bleeding agree. stage, yeah, haven't it's, we? Um, time for a <laughs> and, and here, here I come... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Time to run me through Karazhan. <laughs> well, I mean, we are talking about having a having a, a, a slightly more open group later on, but yeah. I think our, our team 
for the most part, is is making the switch to Zulamon, and we'll we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about that mm-hmm. later in the show when we talk about two point three. But yeah, we've did we definitely gotten to the point where um, we and and a couple of the fights have changed so much, like the prince fight. That that one, if I never see the prince again, I'll be happy. Uh, they've changed that fight to where the the elementals now, the, the the infernals, now just seem to gravitate toward falling right in the middle of your group all the time. Mm-hmm. And we got pinned in. I heard. How many times? Yeah. Three, four, and just could not move. We were just we were just getting totally hemmed in, and they they never seemed to overlap before. They're overlapping now. Um, if I never see the prince again, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I would love to see him one more time to get the the blade that uh, um, Alabaster got last night. But oh, that's right. You want the Nazarene Mind Blade? Yeah, I guess we can go. We can go yeah. see it for you. We can go see it. <laughs> oh shucks! <laughs> oh, I got a blush. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it, that was. But don't worry. By the time you get up to Karazan level, there there'll be people to yeah. uh, to help yeah. you take to help take you through. Oh, yeah. So I've learned a few things being on the Horde side. Uh, the quest lines are different, obviously. The mm-hmm. areas that you go through are not so different, but I found that there are certain NPCs that I thought for the last year, why are these NPCs here when I don't have to talk to them? And I suspected mm-hmm. that they were Horde-related. Like, for example, the uh, the Dryads in uh, uh, Ashenvale, the Rainwood, Rainwood Retreat. Mm-hmm. I had no idea why they were there, and you have to kill them. <laughs> yes, yeah. the horde and the horde side, you have to kill them. Yeah, the horde side, you have to kill them. So, if you ever wondered why there are NPCs just wandering around some random spot, it's probably because it's not your faction that has to deal with them. Right, but I, I there's also some uh, some NPCs that are around that I've still never found out what they're for on either side. So, like. There's this camp down in the extreme southeast corner of Westfall. It's a it's a venture company camp. I've never mm-hmm. figured out what they're for. So, uh, couldn't tell you. I don't know. And I mean, for a long time, Karazhan was was just a itself. Karazhan, the castle. There was nothing going on there. Mm-hmm. They they plugged something in later, and Zulaman was the same way. Mm-hmm. They obviously had a had an idea for it later on but they didn't implement it right away. Well, it's like Oldham in the southern part of Silithus. It's just sitting there, and people keep asking if it's ever going to be turned into something, but uh, Blizzard refuses to engage on that at this point. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's uh, there's that whole place. Where is it? The um, the southern end of, um, not Silithus, but... Or, um, I'm sorry, it's not Silithus either. It's the it's the one next to, uh, to Angoro there. Um, uh, Tanaris. Tanaris, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's the one I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Yep, absolutely. Actually, there is a quest. The the extreme southern tip of Tanneris, there's a a quest line down there. Yeah, but... There is, but there's like this whole area. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they were going to do something with it or or something, and uh, they never did. Yeah. Well, there's an entrance, and, and it actually tells you that you're near the entrance to Old Dome, but... It goes to nowhere at this point. Yeah, and every time they said they, they don't have any plans for it at this time. At this time, which means that there's a whiteboard somewhere mm-hmm. with <laughs> a name and a date, yep. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, probably in Kaplan's <laughs> office. That's right. Right, but you, you have discovered the joy of hunting uh, the other side's NPCs. Yeah, so, so you got to fess up to that one. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it a joy. <laughs> It's more like a, a, a necessity. Killing yes. night elves is just not my thing. I, I don't know. have a problem with gnomes, though. Or humans. Or humans. Or dwarves. Or dwarves. Just night elves. I know there are people going, why? And it, it really just goes back to when I started the game as a night elf and everything. So that, that's really where that comes from. Hmm, I guess. I, you know, I start, I've started out the game as undead. I got no problem killing other undead. <laughs> No. Never, never bothered me in the least. So yes, that's the uh, the big news is the 
lifelong horde hater is learning that maybe it's not so bad after all. If you well, I did try horde with. once before with the pod people, but that sort of fell apart because I started raiding on the alliance side. Yeah, you just got caught up with with other things there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that character is actually still there. Mm-hmm. She's just stripped down. No, because I I basically took everything that I had and just whittled it all down to gold. Mm-hmm. So she was essentially just a uh, a hoard bank at this moment. Yep. Well, my big news for the week is really not even game related, and that's we closed on our house. Yay! So. I am going to be off the show for a couple of weeks and because I'm just going to be up to my eyeballs and getting things ready for the for the house and then moving and all that and getting settled in. So during my absence, uh, Starman is going to have some guest hosts we hope. To, we hope to take my place. I'm, I'm working on a few darn big things, so... <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I, well, I'm not going to spoil any surprises in case things fall apart. Because it, um, it is that time of year, and uh, yeah, coordinating with people you know. is can be very difficult. And right after the Thanksgiving holidays, was not my first choice right. for taking a a couple week vacation from the show. But it's just the way that the scheduling on the building happened, and and all that. So you know, real life must come first. And mm-hmm. I just. I, I have been in the. I mean, I've, I've been playing in the game. I've been uh, keeping up with my dailies, and we'll talk. We're going to talk more about this again. Let me talk about two point three. But we did get into Zulaman for the first time, Yay. and uh, great fun. Yep. And um, but we'll talk more about that later. And I poked around in a couple of vaults. I have a hunter that I've been playing with again. But I honestly, I've just been. So brain dead because of you know anyone who's been house. through a house closing can understand that it's a very very stressful time. And, oh yes, uh, <laughs> I've done it once. I never ever want to do it again. <laughs> you could. Yeah, it doesn't get any better. I'm, I've done it four times and it's uh, always very. At least stressful. we didn't have a house to sell. Also, uh, that that I'm grateful <laughs> for. But um, I just haven't had that much time. So, uh, Zach, um, tell us what you've, the sort of things that you've been up to lately. Um, and who are you and what do you do? Well, um, I've played a Torrent Elemental Shaman since day one when I started, what, three mm-hmm. years ago. So it's, uh, you know, just something that I've always enjoyed. And I do have a level 70 warrior as well that I'll bring out and help people with and starting to get relatively well geared and, the tanking class has, in other games that I've played, always been my my method of, of choice, I guess you'd say. But I took a look at the Shaman and saw a lot of things that I liked based on the original description. And even despite some of the changes they've made over time, I still enjoy playing that class very much. So um, I also have a, a high 68-level enhancement Shaman that I play around with here lately. And I'm having some fun learning more and more about the enhancement side of things, especially some of the recent changes. Uh, but other than that, just uh, running with the guild, doing our care, and hopefully more Zulaman mm-hmm. now. And uh, we've made it through Gruul and tuck, stuck our head into Magtheridon, so we're starting to see some really interesting content, and I enjoy that a lot. Oh, that reminds me, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that I may want to discuss later on the, the show, if we have a few moments, is Magtheridon. But <laughs> <laughs> putting that on the list. I can help you um, with that. All right. Yep. The um, now, your fir- was your first shaman an elemental shaman or? Yeah, Junaziel was um, originally elemental all the way from zero to sixty, and then um, when I brought her over from the other server to to the current server, I respect her into enhancement. Kind of made her a, a mule of sorts. Uh, I've got her doing some gathering stuff. My main character is a leather worker um, with a quite a um, very good stable of uh, a lot of the more rare recipes so I've spent a lot of time going out and using my warrior for mining mm-hmm. and using uh, the enhancement shaman together skinning and stuff like that to make lots of money so I can afford those recipes <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
um, you know, that's where I've spent most of my time from 60 to 68 on the Enhancement Shaman is really just out doing quests around killing things. But um, I've always enjoyed, like I said, playing the, the um, elemental style. I like the ability to not only have the range damage, but you keep popping them until they get too close and then you whack them on the head. So uh, <laughs> having, having enough armor and enough uh you know stamina to stand there and take a little bit of damage while you finish them off is you know that's the part of the fight that i enjoy the most well fag and i share the obsession of collecting recipes that's and true me. and me yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're 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 recipe completists i mean we we do things like create alts on the other side to do Quests to, to get, get Feltel Frenzy recipes sent over to the Horde side. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. things like that. So we're, they, we're, <laughs> we're uh, you know, and we don't have the pet collecting thing no. like, like I do. Starman, but, well, uh, <laughs> I want to tell this recipe. real funny story. We were, we're getting ready to record, and part of the problem of coming on to the Horde side is that I'm leaving behind all the stuff that I had collected on the Alliance side. And I'm a pet collector. I don't collect every single pet, but I like having the unique ones like the Hyacinth Macaw and the Firefly and such. So I'm just checking the auction house while we're just, you know, talking about the show and what we're going to do. And boom, Hyacinth Macaw, 100G on the auction house on the Alliance side. And I just sort of said out loud, I need 100G now. And he said, I'll give it to you. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Hyacinth Macaw for 100G. So whoever put that up on the Alliance side on Whisperwind, thank you very much. <laughs> Did you have your precious Hyacinth Macaw back? It's the hardest one to get. I can, I'll sit there for a couple days and I'll farm a Firefly if I have to, but that damn Hyacinth Macaw is the biggest pain in the neck. Now, Thak, you mentioned that you played other games. What, what other games did you play before World of Warcraft? Oh, gosh, I guess my MMO experience pretty limited but uh, i played Jumpgate, which is still around uh and in oh, fact wow. they just announced they, they just announced an upcoming expansion for it which i was amazed uh net devil is still running that thing and looks like they're going to expand it but um played Jumpgate for some time and then uh i met a couple of the other members of the guild that i'm uh, pretty good <clears throat> friends with playing city of heroes and we kind of hooked up in city of heroes and played that game for a couple of years and made the transition to wow uh, at the same time uh, mm-hmm. after just deciding that WoW was probably a little more of what we were looking for. Yeah, uh, we still occasionally go back and play the you know occasional day or two of City of Hero, City of Villains. But uh, other than that, most of my gaming experience was in uh, non-online, you know, just stuff and sitting here and in the dark and playing with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and just for just for those who are uh, interested in the way that the podcasts all weave together, those two people that he used to play City of Heroes with were Christy and Mike from Analog Hole. That's correct. So <laughs> it's a very small world. It's all coming together, isn't it? Yeah. A little too incestuous well, for some, but we like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night Zach was calling the, the collective the, uh, the podcaster's nature reserve. <laughs> so... <That's true. laughs> Well, it just seems as though we've all kind of gravitated toward the same place. Mm-hmm. It took you a while to get here, Starman, but... Uh, well, no, I, I was in the pod people. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you never really got sucked into the pod people. No, 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 because I started raiding on the uh, on the other side. That's why. Oh, yeah. it was. I had a choice, you know, either start a new tune or start raiding uh, of, um, Molten Core. So... That was the, the choice that I made. Well, you know, you say that. But. <laughs> I know. It was what we had at the time. But, you know, I, I know we've had some recent discussions about EverQuest, and we had some of the same reactions of, oh, my God, we used to do that. Oh, yeah. we were. I, was, I started playing EverQuest 2 again. I, I, I said last show that I was beta testing something, and what I was actually beta testing was Rise of Canark. Mm-hmm. And I had just mentioned, what was I? I mentioned titles or something, and, and the, the topic of the epic came up the um oh that's right we were talking about the epic we're talking about our our epic of what you should get in an everquest is that you would do a quest for your class specifically for that class and uh, essentially what happens is you go on this quest that takes weeks to do literally Literally. well (laughs) you know a long quest line a long, long quest line in World of Warcraft is like wasn't well, Scott like ten steps, <laughs> an hour and a half, a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
a long, you know, the short epics in EverQuest were 25 steps. Mm-hmm. Some of the long ones were closer to 40. And we're talking and about camping things that don't show up for a week. Yeah. I, I remember one literally camping one mob. The problem was is that placeholders would come up and that most of the mobs, the short respawn timer was 29 Oof. minutes. Yep. And you might not get the mob, you might get a, a placeholder. I camped one mob for my cleric epic literally for 24 hours oh straight. Just, and did you get just it? Just short of the 25th hour, I got it. Okay. Yes. Wow. So I didn't do anything like that. I, I, I did I camp for hours. I never do that again. But, <laughs> uh, but people <laughs> that play WoW don't necessarily understand that we have it easy compared to the old days. Well, that's yeah. why I like WoW is because it doesn't bog you down yeah. in that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, people talk about money sinks. The money sinks in World of Warcraft are nothing compared to what they were in the other games. And Blizzard really learned that lesson from the other games. Yeah. So anyway, um, the big news, of course, is the release of two point three. What was your uh, what were your guys' impressions of two point three? Yeah, I, it's been very positive. Now that they did some things to make my class a little more enjoyable, so we can talk more about that later. But um, it, it, originally, there was yes, <laughs> so we're going to have a, a lot of discussion, about a lot of fear <laughs> and angst uh, leading up to it. But um, since it's went live and had a chance to play it both in, you know, in a raid setting and just out uh, running around. It's been very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was one of the. It was certainly one of the most stable oh, yeah. patches oh, that's, that's come out in a sure. long time. There, there were, there were no. For me, there were no major graphic bugs. Um, there, there's a funny sound artifact bug, where a sound will persist, like someone throws something or casts something and the sound will persist in that area for a while but honestly that's that's not that big a deal oh i thought that was just me yeah i heard that nope. yesterday okay everybody's everybody's got it we first noticed it we did a, a Kara run the the night afterwards and we first noticed it there but um very few of my mods broke the only one that had a problem was my automatic selling sell the sell junk mod wasn't working correctly but they fixed that relatively quickly that's one of the reasons i love ace 2 mods i'm going to do a whole segment on ace 2 mods one of these (laughs) days because i really love that system it's very integrated and they also update things so quickly that i mean we have omen is a is a threat reducing ace 2 mod that we use a lot in the collective and we're always complaining about you. Yeah, damn it! I just uh, I just updated that two hours ago, and background already has a more <laughs> a more updated version than I do, because it'll tell you, you know, if, who's got a more updated version than you've got. Right. But um, relatively few problems with that, and frankly, for the other ones, I just turned off my uh, my selection for yeah. showing LUA errors. So what I don't know can't hurt me. <laughs> mm, exactly. Well, and all of the new things that they added, you know, besides the new areas to go, but fishing stuff and more cooking things. And uh, I just think they'd made a really nice effort at creating a well-rounded patch instead mm-hmm. of some of the more bare-bones things we've seen. I do wish they, they made more different cooking dailies. Yeah, to see a little more variety there myself. I've only seen three. And... Um, yeah. Are there more than that? I know that I you did more. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And the, there's at the most, there's wing. four. Yeah, there's Cleary the wing. Um, go up and cook off of the uh, abyssal one. That's the second one. And the yeah, other one is go out to the, the grand. So, yeah, I can't recall four. Those are the only three I've done. Yep. But it's nice because it's just another. It's another one that you can throw in there. I really tried to get back to going. Getting dailies. I've decided I'm finally going to get my epic flying mount. I'm just tired. Oh, of you you have to. Else. And <laughs> um, some of the some of the dailies, like the, especially the bombing ones, are very difficult to do without an epic. Oh yes. See, I haven't done the dailies. I have the um, epic flying mount on my farming tune, mm-hmm. and I haven't done the dailies on this yet. I was doing the dailies to get it, and then once I got it, I've just been using it to feed my horde character now. Right. And, and of course, now, you know, payback for the Hyacinth Macaw. 
<laughs> I, I did almost all of my gold uh, via gathering, and I really never have gotten into doing the dailies on a regular basis. I've done more of them lately than I have uh, probably in the last six months, and I've had two elite mounts for mm-hmm. for several months. But um, they are awful handy when you need that quick burst of cash to do something. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do they appreciate are. Them. Now, have you gone out and gotten your fishing book yet? Yep, already got that. I haven't done. I don't have any character that's really into fishing. My my warlock is the highest, about three twenty. It's one of those things I keep saying I should do, but just never get around to doing. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I kept Zacharon at the highest level of fishing, highest level of cooking, all the way through, and I just funnel everything through him to my other characters. So, mm-hmm. if anybody needs anything, I just you know send it that that way. So, I don't plan on ever leveling fishing on another character. <laughs> uh, I've done that. Oh it's my god! Too yeah. bloody painful after you go above three hundred. But you know, keeping up with it, I'll, I'll do that with Zacharon. Well, let me explain a little something for people, just real quick before I forget while we're on the topic of fishing. I did not know that fishing is the only thing, I believe, the only profession where you don't need to go into another zone. Like, you know, how you progress mm-hmm. from zone to zone to get um, um, both cloth and enchanting materials and such. You can do 1 to 375 in your home city yep. or but pond. You'll, you'll get a lot of junk, but yep. you can do it. it. It doesn't progress based on the zone that you're in. It's It's just doing it, which I did not realize. I thought you had to go from zone to zone to zone in order to progress your fishing, and I was wrong. No, you just want to because you get fish that sell for more money, <laughs> but you don't have to. Yeah. Or provide you with Yeah, because food. all yeah. the guides, all the fishing guides that I ever read said, well, now you need to go here, and now you need to go there. And I never questioned it until somebody, I think, mentioned it in the collective saying, no, what's the, somebody, I don't remember where, but I heard recently, no, you don't actually have to do that. I don't went, oh, no. Not for the skill level. <laughs> it's, it's really only for the, the quality yeah. of what it is you're fishing yeah. up. Right, because, so, you know, raw, brilliant small fish don't sell for a lot. Nope. No, they don't. And they're not very useful <laughs> for, for, uh, for very long. Um, um, the patch, two point, the 2.3 patch, my my take on it is that, for one thing, first off, it came out at a time when I absolutely needed to know where NPCs were and where where quests were and where to turn them in. Mm-hmm. I absolutely needed these things as a new character in a new town because I was running around in Silvermoon. And I had no idea where I was. I don't know what I was doing. And, yeah, I could look on Wowhead, sure, but it's just a pain in the neck to do so. So now I've got the exclamation points and the question marks and, and you can search for uh, where your repair NPCs are and the tailoring NPCs. And mm-hmm. yeah, you can ask the guards also yeah. and, and look at it on the map. But it was just very, very convenient to have these things at a time when I was I I, I ran around Silvermoon maybe once mm-hmm. uh, on the test realm a long time ago. I think when we were beta testing it, and that was it. So I had no idea where I was going. And well, one of the most most valuable changes they've ever made, I think, for for play style. It's just great. Yeah, well, I mean, we got people on the forums that before the patch came out said, I will not like this. No, I will not like this. You know, part of the fun is finding things. Well, mm, I, I can see their point from, from a role-playing point of view, but come on, realistically, who wants to look through, like, every nook and cranny of the game for an NPC because they might have a quest that you need? Nobody mm-hmm. wants to do that. And I found fact- NPCs on towers and in uh, everywhere. Basements everywhere. Yeah, basements. in fact, we we did have some people who posted their opinion that they didn't like it, but we had other people who said, "I didn't think I was going to like this," and then I was running through this area, and there was this guy I never even knew existed, and yeah, he was right there. Somewhere. And, yeah. yeah, he was. You know, he you couldn't see him because he was behind a clump of bushes, and and I never even knew this guy was there, and this was so cool. Mm-hmm. So I've just never found the process of hunting for NPCs to be recreational. <laughs> well, and I think this is another one of those things that when you when you talk to people, you know about you know EverQuest and Wow, there is a certain style of play that having all of that extra effort in doing things that you know people still are playing EverQuest because of that. Mm-hmm. It's a more immersive type of gameplay, whereas Wow is more casual. You know, whether or not the hard you know hard end high end 
rating guilds want to uh, believe that or not. It's a much more casual game uh, than EverQuest and some others. So uh, this is just another indication that you know they want to keep it accessible to a more right. casual play style, and I personally appreciate it. So. Oh yeah, and the other thing is, is that one of the things that I don't like about EverQuest is that you can get very bogged down in mm-hmm. that oh, level of micromanagement. Mm-hmm. And there's just some things, you know, this is a game. I don't want to have to micromanage some of that stuff. If you're just going to tell me, hey, you know, there's a guy over there on the edge of your map who's got a quest for you, woohoo, you know, I'll go, <laughs> I'll go look for it. Yeah. Um, I'm happy well. about that. Well, I mean, the other thing is the timing couldn't have been better for you, Starman, because mm-hmm. of all of the uh, all of the improvements to the leveling, mm-hmm. the questing experience, and some of the improvements to the gear in the dungeons. Well, it's hard for me to gauge that because I didn't do a lot of instance questing and in runs when I was on the Horde side the first time. Mm-hmm. But I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, well, that that robe of Aragal that we got for you the other night mm. um, used to have agility on it. I mean, oh, that's cloth. right. I heard. Yes, you're right. I know what you're talking about. Yes, the, where they took out things that nobody needed. Yeah, and they the added animation. plus twelve damage, and they mm-hmm. they added plus twelve damage and healing, and they reduced the the requirements. I think it used to be level twenty four or twenty five that you could wear it, and now it's level twenty. Yeah. So it's much more useful much earlier on. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's you know, it's going to be good for you considering you're trying to level as fast as possible. Well, I'm doing what I can, as fast as I can. <laughs> well, you know, no pressure. You do it the way you want to. We'll, we'll, we'll be there for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I can't take forever to do yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're a quick leveler. And, I mean, yeah, there's some differences with the Horde, but, you know... We're, we're we're full of unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, my problem now is that I got Christy riding my ass. <laughs> Don't sound so happy about it. Well, no. Somebody was. Some, I think she was saying. Well, you know, we we do expect you to be seventy by Sunday for uh, for our Kara run. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll try to do that. So, yeah, it's that's been a huge thing. I love that that tracking thing. I also like the little thing that I mentioned before of being able to float your your cursor over the um over the envelope icon and see who you've got mail from. Mm-hmm. Right now I've got some lightning eels in my mailbox that someone sent me cuz I got that storm chops recipe. It's one of the cooking daily recipes. Um it's sort of like dragon breath chili except it's lightning instead of fire. And totally frivolous recipe, and I think it would actually probably, because it goes off randomly, it might break crowd control, no. <laughs> so you no. might not make yourself very popular. <laughs> That's no good. But it's fun. lightning eels are useful. Yeah, one in a row. Yeah. Lightning eels had no use whatsoever. You'd catch them, and you'd go, what are these for? Well, there's nothing for them. Well, now there's a recipe. Were they gray or white and before? They're what? They were white before. Okay. They've always been white, but there's never been any use for them. Mm. You'd see people selling them on the auction house, especially before patches or the expansion came out, kind of in this speculative hope that maybe there would be some great use for them. There's a use for them. It's not great, but there is use. Um, But the point is, is that I can just, if I, I can see I've got new mail, I can just see, oh, it's this, these lightning eels from one of Kryler's characters and uh, nothing else, but I'll know when there's something that I really want to go look at. Mm-hmm. So it's just been it's it's been a very handy one. I've only got one complaint about two point three, and what? maybe someone out there can help me with this. That is that red border that flashes mm. on your screen when you're getting too much aggro. I don't mind this in raiding situations because. I'm a warlock. I'm a to- I am a very aggressive warlock. I-, I sort of need to know when I'm getting threat because I tend not to watch the threat meters like I should. But when you're soloing or when you're with a pet, it still goes off. It Is drives it, me crazy. What? I, I thought there was I a way to this. disable it. It's uh, a red... But perhaps not. If there was... I don't know. I've looked through the graphics. I've looked through. I've looked through the video preferences, and I've looked through the interface preferences, and I can't find out how to fix this. What does it look like? It's this red bleat, 
bleed effect on the edges of of your screen. Oh, I and it saw just that. Flashes if, red. If my preferences were up, but I never saw it during the yeah. game itself. I have, and uh. I'd love to know how to turn it off because it's driving me crazy. It's hmm. for some reason it's very bright on my screen. Um, the guild banks. Oh, yeah. here we go. Stories are rolling in. Start, we have uh, been getting emails from people saying, uh, yeah, that happened to us. Uh, so we received this letter from um, Free Food for uh, FTW. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, <hold> <laughs> I'm guessing a mage. <laughs> I've been a listener for a while, and I found your podcast to be enjoyable and very informative. You Thank always you. go into detail in explaining how things work and why things are the way they are. And they are the way they are. (laughs) It's been less than a week since guild banks were open, and our guild has been ripped off from more than 700 gold worth of items, including one epic tailoring pattern. Our guild master contacted a GM and said there would be no action taken to remedy the situation. Right on track for Blizzard, I think. Being an avid listener of your podcast, I knew this would happen, and that's why I didn't put anything in the bank. I know you've already Smart. spoken out about being careful with the big guild bank. Can you please tell people again that this is happening? <laughs> so yes, free food for the win. We have we are letting people know. Yes, this is still happening. And free food is always good. Mm. Yes, free food is always good. So Did- I, we we decided to do this because it was one of the the most sympathetic ones that we had gotten, and, and it's it's really sad that people just steal things from the guild bank. Because a lot of people put an effort into into putting the, the items in there. Mm-hmm. No need to steal. Don't be a jerk. Well, didn't you see something on the forums, Thack, from someone else? Yeah, there, gotten there was a on the general forums today, and apparently it was also a cross post from the suggestions forums. He, would, he was being called by one of the green posters, but uh, and I cannot find it again, so apparently it's probably been removed, but... Uh, this was more of a scam than even having a legitimate uh, guild member take it and run with it, which is pretty much you know pawn scum type thing to do. Uh, this this person, is a bad. This is a worse story than the other <laughs> yeah, one. This person apparently, the, the scam artist apparently, stood outside the auction house and watched things for a while. You know, analyzed some people coming and going, got the names of some guilds and the names of some characters. And uh, no way of telling how many times he tried it before it actually worked. But in this case, he went up to another guild member, said, "Hey, you know, I know you're an officer. I'm I'm so and so's alt, also an officer. Can you please put this character, this new character, into the guild and give them guild bank access? This is my new mule." So this person bought this story hook, line, and sinker. Did not check with the other player. Uh, gave the person not only uh, a guild membership but total access to the bank. And within minutes, the bank was empty. So uh, they they went to wow. Blizzard. Blizzard said, "Hey, you know, caveat emptor. You, you know, it's your guild. It's your bank. You should be more careful about that sort of thing." So, you know, I can understand now, Blizzard's approach to it, saying, "You know, I hey, can you know too. what? You're an idiot. Why did you let this happen?" But um, there should be some way, uh, you know. Now, this person went on in their. Uh, it was actually a very well written post, to be honest. But they went on to say, "Hey, you know, we've implemented new changes in our guild now that says, you know, we don't allow people to add people to the guild without doing steps A, B, and C. Nobody gets guild access or guild bank access without going through some sort of real process. So they put some process in place, um, perhaps a little more than casual guilds would like to think they need, but." It's uh, one of those stories that you better take to heart because I have a feeling there's a lot of people out there that want to try and take advantage of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know in, in our guild we haven't done anything really that much. Mostly what we're using the ba- the bank for is um, storing unstable flasks for gruel. Mm-hmm. And that way people can go and get their own flasks and... Poor girl doesn't have to stand outside and hand out flasks to everybody <laughs> who's coming in in, to, in for the raid. Uh, people can go and self-serve for that. And I think that's a fine use for it. But, you know, some part of it is you have to understand Blizzard's paradigm. And Blizzard's paradigm is, is the, guild, the guild leader owns the guild. And if the guild leader wants to take everything out of the bank and just take it, they can. Because, really... You have to think of the guild bank as being the guild leader's bank. Um, also, if you give someone access to the bank, you can't apparently say, well, you can take this but not that. 
there's no controls on that. Once they're, they've got access, they can take anything they mm-hmm. want. And you just have to trust the people in your guild if you're going to do that. So just, you know, be careful. You know, this guy, this, this guy wrote to us saying, you know, he'd listened, he'd thought about it and decided not to put anything valuable into the guild bank because of that and was glad. But you can, um, you, I mean you can limit what people can take from, from certain pages and from certain stacks, and you can limit the amount of stuff right. that they can take. There are controls of that nature in place. What this person was able to do was be given officer status. And so it, those types of access controls are based on your level within the guild. Yep. So you know, you just just be careful because the the guild bank robbery stories are coming in, <laughs> and uh, you know I don't expect that this will be ending anytime soon. Um, one of the other big pieces of news that came out with two point three was changes to warden. <laughs> okay, this is my territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. People are equating this with a rootkit, and for those of you that don't know what a rootkit is, I'll just make a very brief explanation of it. It's basically well. Why some... don't we remind people what warden is? Oh, warden! Right, warden is an application that runs in the background while you're playing WoW that watches what processes are running on your computer while you're playing the game. So it looks for things like bot programs and such. There, for example, things that are legal, like I have a program that maps my Xbox 360 controller to keys on a keyboard. And that's perfectly legal because it does not, it does not violate the terms of service. So those sorts of things are legal. And so they changed Warden now to hide itself even deeper into the operating system, similar to what the Sony rootkit did, where it, put itself in and you could not find it unless you knew exactly where to search. There are ways that you can get the list of processes that are running on your system. For example, uh, well, your, your applications, your background processes, uh, a, a lot of things that help Windows XP run or, or 2000 or Vista. <laughs> and Shudder. Shudder. I used it for the first time the other day and I was not a happy camper. And it just hides itself so much that you can't even see it. You can't see it running in the list of processes. And this is making people nervous because since there's no way to find it, there's no way to track it. And I know that people want to have faith in Blizzard. And you know, I, I more or less do, but as a victim of identity theft... It's not something that I take lightly. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very nervous about the fact that some. And I'm not saying that this will happen with Blizzard. I want to be very very clear about this. I'm not saying that Blizzard is in the business of stealing people's information, but there are two things that can happen. You get a pissed off Blizzard employee, or you get somebody that figures out how to talk to Warden and start stealing things from your computer, and it won't get tracked. And. I personally have absolutely no personal information on my gaming system. No, neither do I. I play like Ren does. She and I both have systems that are just very, very clean as far as personal information. It's just maybe an email address and that's it for signing up for things like updates and and, and Mm -hmm. things like that. My Mac is where uh, a lot of my stuff is, but there's nothing on there that's going to start dumping things off to the Internet. But most people don't have the luxury of having two computers. computers. Or dual boot, or or whatever it is that they want to do, and and so that's what makes this whole thing very nerve wracking. Is that I don't think that there's going to be a, a, a pissed off Blizzard employee. I really don't. But well, statistically, depending on the size of your tinfoil hat, yeah. it you know you you could think that it could happen someday. Statistically, the vast majority of fraud in, in major companies you know that have access to customer data is done by an mm-hmm. inside job, you know, somebody working there. Sure. Right? So, um, you know, if, at a telecom company, somebody gets hold of all of that information, you know, a, a, an unhappy IT employee goes in and mines everybody's credit card numbers out of, a, you know, somebody's uh, customer care system and, you know, commits fraud. Mm-hmm. So that is far more likely than an external hack. So, I mean, it's a legitimate yeah. concern now, assuming it Blizzard is. has if decent I told security people- protocols and all that other stuff in place. I don't think we, we all should, but still it is something to think about. 
if I told people the name of the company that the employee was that stole my identity, they'd be very surprised. Mm-hmm. Very, very. And, and the whole thing was taken care of. So, you know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, Meadowlands or something. So, <laughs> no, well, the, <laughs> but he didn't. No, this wasn't in New Jersey. The, the employee was actually in another state out west. But mm-hmm. um, they found him and <laughs> too bad. So the, the, the fact is that you can look at this this way. It's my damn computer. I will allow certain things to run on it. I will allow – I don't have a problem with anonymous information going out to the net. People get all up in arms about, oh, my God, you know, my information is going out to the net. You know, if my TiVo wants to tell NBC, ABC, Fox, and CBS what I'm watching, fine, so long as my name isn't attached to it. I don't care what it does. But- or for, as an example, you know, as, as a web designer – a lot of the times I want to know what are the major browser programs that people are using because, you know, I may find to my surprise that I have, you know, 5% of my users are using this obscure browser <laughs> that Opera. I don't test against. <laughs> yeah. And so now I, I really need, now I know that I need to test against this browser as well. That's all perfectly legitimate. The thing that I'm worried about, and, you know, I'm no expert on programming this sort of thing. It's what just what you said is you know what if someone writes a Trojan that piggybacks on warrant, a warden? Mm-hmm. That's and the big. That's the biggest fear. Not so much the Blizzard employee. I'm, that's like a point oh 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 one percent chance that that's and even that's giving it a lot of numbers. It's the hackers that piggyback off it. You're absolutely right. That's the biggest problem because going back as a, as a software engineer. You can disassemble anything and learn how anything works. I don't care who you are and what company you're from. Anything that you make can get hacked. Perfect example mm-hmm. is Blu-ray and HD DVD <laughs> uh, DRM. Yeah, that whole yeah. thing pff, gone. You know, cracked completely. And I, I know for a fact that there's probably. Well, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying I don't know the person, but I'm just saying I'm sure there's somebody somewhere that's disassembling Ward. Uh, Ward. <laughs> Warden, and trying to figure out how this new version works, and then they're, they're going to put like some like bad crap in there, mm-hmm. and and that that's the shame of the whole thing, is that well, people people really want to do this, and who knows? Are they farmers? Are they? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the question come the natural question comes up of what can you do about it? Um, unfortunately. Firewall. Quit playing the game. Not, not <laughs> well, too much. Yeah. Quit without, the game. without quitting playing the game. Yeah, without quitting the game, <laughs> there really isn't that much you can do at this point. Um, you, 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 keeping, you, you really need to try to just keep any of those Trojans from getting into your system. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Fax said, firewall, uh, spyware. So, you know, there's, there's things you can do. But as far as having Warden, for now, you're pretty much stuck with Warden. Um, mostly what you've got to do now is just, you know, do the usual steps of uh, keeping all of your virus and spyware stuff up to date. So if someone does create something that piggybacks on the warden, mm-hmm. then uh, then you'll be... Well, and, you know, so to clarify my statement, the only way to avoid having warden on your machine is to quit the game. You're not going to be able to stop warden. You can no. mitigate any right, other it, problems by doing all those things you said, you know, and, and not having personal information on there or putting it in an encrypted folder or, you know, password-protected folder, stuff like that. So there are things that you can do to mitigate against someone getting to, you know, your personal information, but you're not going to get rid of Warden if you play this game. No. And I remember when Warden first came out, and I think this was in late 2005, um, there were people who were trying to bypass it and mm-hmm. were trying to disable it, and they were getting their accounts mm-hmm. banned. Yep. So, you know, they, Blizzard's made it clear if you're going to play our game, you're going to get Warden. And it has done a lot to catching people who are using, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, how much people remember the, you know, back in late 2005, you used to see people botting. Botting all the time. All the time time you see more speed hacks you mm-hmm. you just don't see that as much as no you and it's to. because of warden so all right so let's go on the other side of the fence what, what advantages do you get from warden this is one of them blizzard can track exactly what people are doing on their system now 
if you don't like that, then don't play the game. If you have nothing to hide, then don't worry about it because I, I – Really, Blizzard doesn't care about your credit card information. I, I want to make this perfectly clear. Blizzard is not sending back to uh, Blizzard headquarters anything personal outside of what's relevant to the game. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's make that perfectly clear before everybody starts like pausing the podcast and starts like emailing us and emailing Blizzard and you know typing <laughs> on the forums. Um, Blizzard. Will not, and I, I, I don't believe it says this in the terms of service, but I believe that they say that they, they just don't care. They don't want your person because it, it, you know why? Think about this. It opens them up to a liability, mm-hmm. and and they don't want that. No, it, they fact, will do. It, it, it does say that you know we do not look at any personal information. We don't look anywhere outside of the specific mechanics of. World of Warcraft and any programs that could be running that might impact the gameplay. So, right. you know, if you're running a program that has the potential you know, in the background that has the potential for providing you with an unfair game advantage, that's the only thing we're looking for. We don't mm-hmm. we don't look through your files, we don't look through your directories, we don't do anything like that. So, they're pretty specific in what they do and do not well, do with it. Well, do they look through the files or not? Not that I'm aware of. They only look at running processes as far as I know. Do, uh, all right. I, I have to double check on that because I vaguely remember something about them looking at files mm, okay but but I, I might be wrong i might be wrong but yeah just just think about this everybody blizzard does not want to open themselves up to liability they want to protect their game mm-hmm. so so don't get all paranoid about warden me personally as i said before the concern is strictly what Damage can people do with Warden now that it's more of a rootkit type application? Right. So just keep that virus so software. Just, yeah, updated. keep the virus software. Get yourself a hardware firewall like a Linksys or or you know Netgear or whatever whatever it is that you use, and just keep yourself protected. So let's get away from this depressing uh, <laughs> stuff and talk about Zulaman. What was your first impression of it, Thack? Well, I my immediate impression was the visuals. I mean, it's got really great artwork. I think. I think that even the area outside of the entrance uh, has, you know, I'm, someone's going to hear this and think I'm waxing eloquent. But I mean, it just 